This edition of Steve Adubato Uncut, the podcast, has been made possible by the Russell Berry Foundation, St. Joseph's Health, and Fidelco. We are honored to be joined by two longtime friends. We've met before, we've talked before, Tricia and Kurt Baker, co-founders of an organization called Attitudes in Reverse. Good to see you, the Bakers. It's wonderful to see you. Great to see you, Steve. We met back in 2016 at the uh, Rustbury Making a Difference Awards. Uh, you won that year together with some extraordinary people that we recognized. Four years later, we're doing this um, in November 2020. We'll talk about COVID in a second, but for those who do not know what Attitudes in Reverse is and why it's so important, talk about it. I'm sure. Uh, Attitudes in Reverse, um, also known as AIR, um, is mental illnesses like AIR. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't yeah. exist. It's all around us. And we started the, um, the organization uh, shortly after losing our son to anxiety and depression uh, back in 2009. And we realized there was significant misunderstandings about those with mental health disorders. Uh, we noticed that while Kenny was, uh, uh, after he was diagnosed, he was trying to seek treatment. And then afterwards, the stigma involved after he passed and how he passed. So we started that organization. We specifically are focusing on youth. Uh, it initially started off with high school students, and then we now, right now, we have programming all the way from elementary school, second grade, through college level. And so our goal is to really improve the education and the empathy out there as far as those with mental health disorders in our youth and in society in general. You know, Trisha, um, that's Kenny's picture behind you. Yes. And I want you to do this because uh, the, the organization and its work is so important. The cause is so important. The problem is probably worse than ever given the COVID reality and the increased Sadly, level of depression. But do this, this often gets missed. Tell us about Kenny. Kenny was this amazing young man. He had the kindest heart. He was always thinking about other people. And one of the things I find is that those who do struggle with mental health disorders, they tend to be some of the kindest, most empathetic mm. people. And so true of Kenny. He was really intelligent. At the age of six, he was struggling with reading and the school district tested him and we found out that he had a learning disability called dyslexia, but we also found out at the age of six, he had the long-term memory of a 29-year-old. Mm. So he was extremely bright. This is also something that's very common of those who do struggle with mental health disorders. And it was a freshman year where he was so busy trying to build his college resume. He was working so hard. He had a part-time job. He was trying to keep up really good grades in spite of his learning disability. He was sleeping less and less. And I remember saying to him, you know, Kenny, you're only sleeping two or three hours a night. How is your body not shutting down? Well, what we didn't know as his parents were, it was his brain that was shutting down. And that's why when we do talk to young people, we talk so much about the importance of sleep because I really feel that our children are not sleeping enough. When I go into schools and I talk to kids with our program, I always ask them who sleeps eight hours or more and almost none of them will raise their hands. And they kind of laugh at me as if, oh, that's a joke, nobody sleeps eight hours. And a lot of our young people are not even sleeping five hours a night. And um, I really feel that that lack of sleep was the trigger that turned on the illness in Kenny's brain. And he did fight. He tried really hard to get well, and then he just lost hope. And hope, I think, is so important 
for our young people. You know, we're gonna talk about COVID. We have to make sure that our young people always have hope that things will get better. And the other part of this, um, and by the way, thank you, Tricia, for, for sharing what you just did. Kenny, Kurt, let me ask you this. As we talk about Kenny, the other piece of this that's evolved, because both of you learned so much over this, over this period of time, um, is the use of therapy dogs. Mm -hmm. Help us understand, because I'm trying to figure that out, how it helps these young people and their families. Is it, is it geared toward young people, teenagers? Well, I'll start, but I'm going to let Trish finish this one because she's the therapy dog expert. She's the one that actually does the certification. <laughs> but uh, what we found early on, uh, when we started to go out and uh, started the organization, you know, back in 2009 uh, in an um, informal way, all we knew is we had to go talk to people. And one thing we noticed is when we went out and we set up a table in front of Rita's Ice or wherever it might be or anybody would allow us to talk, um, people, if we were just sitting there by ourselves, they really didn't want to come up to us and talk about mental health. However, Trish had our little therapy dog uh, and uh, it's service dog that Trish has all the time. And when he was around, they would come up and introduce themselves to Mickey. Then that's Mickey. Start the conversation. Hold on. Is that? That, is, that Mickey. is Mickey. Yes. Dogs help break down the barrier of stigma. As Kurt says, people will come up and they'll pet a dog and then they'll start talking to you. And then before you know it, we're able to start a conversation about good mental health. Before we included the dogs, people would walk up and realize what we were talking about and they would leave, but they would stay when we had the dogs. And almost everybody had their own story that they, they wanted to share after petting wow. the dog. It's, it's grown a lot, uh, the dog yeah. program. Uh, it's developed where we now include dogs in every one of our educational programs at school. And we're rolling out this fall a, a kindergarten through third grade program that's all about emotions, exploring our emotions through the eyes of dogs. Um, and that's for the young ones because we want to have them recognize emotions early, what they might look like, their, you know, their feelings within themselves or within a friend. Um, but we have heard back from a lot of these school administrators that because our programs include dogs, that the students will remember the programs, the material in the programs longer yeah. because they associate the material with the dogs. Kurt, let me ask you this. We met in 2016 at, the, at Ramapo um, when you won the award. I remember being so moved by what you're talking about and the difference you're making. What, what was it like meeting those other winners of that award that year? Oh, it's just amazing you know, how much good is happening out in the, uh, in the world, so to speak. I mean, people, they start off with this typically some type of tragic event or stressor in their life. And these are the people at the Russ Berry Awards that really turn that struggle they're having in their life or that uh, instance that happened to them that was, would be perceived by many as a negative instance, and they're turning it into a positive. And that's really what a lot of this is about, is trying to turn something that you've lived in your own experience, in your own life, that is difficult for others to understand and converting that into a positive impact on society. And by doing that, you can really make that difficult time you had turn into a positive experience for yourself. And I know that many people talk to us and say, hey, well, how can you do that? I mean, you lost your child to suicide. The majority of people, once that happens, they really don't want to have that conversation because it is very, it is very difficult to do. But we felt very differently about that. We felt it was very therapeutic to us to go out and, and discuss the issues that we dealt with 
discuss the struggles that we had and the things that we learned so that we can help others avoid some of those things that we had to deal with that we didn't understand, that we didn't know, the knowledge that we did not have. And we can learn a lot faster if we listen to other experts and other people that have had lived experiences. We can accelerate in any area of our life. This is just the same thing. And you, if we talk to anybody that has a brain, so to speak, we all have mental health. We're all dealing with this either directly or indirectly. And it's, it's kind of that last frontier. We don't really have open conversations the way we should, considering that it literally impacts every single one of us. And we need to really make it okay to have these conversations openly, honestly, so it can be a productive, constructive process and make everything better for all of us. Well, Kurt, that's what you have done and Tricia has done with you. And in the spirit of the Barry uh, Awards, you just made a big difference. I know you did, and you continue to every day. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you for Steve. having us.